Good morning. I've been thinking about this theme um, as we go into all things new, and it kind of reminded me back when I first got into this thing called hip hop, and um, I was thinking, and I was trying to get into the music, and, and then this uh, Christian group came out, and they were doing a new thing. Does anyone remember this? I love rap music, I was having, I always will. I remember this coming out, it's kind of like, hey, you come to the Christian bookstore, and they're like, you like Tupac? Try this. Just kidding, Tupac wasn't out yet. But it was kind of, kind of like that, right? And so I actually became enamored with hip-hop music, and I started liking hip-hop music, and I started actually starting to write hip-hop music. And I started writing songs, and some of this is kind of, some of you are like, what's this guy talking about? Um, it's kind of a hobby of mine. And I remember writing these songs, and it started way back in 1995, but probably the most important song that I ever wrote, and probably the most challenging song I ever wrote, was a song that I sat down and wrote in October of 2002, and I might have told some of you this before. It was right when God had brought into my life someone very special, and I knew that she was going to be the girl that I wanted to marry, and I needed to do something very special to ask her to marry me, and so... I wrote a rap song. <laughs> I want to play a little bit of the song for you, and some of the words up there, you can kind of see what was on my heart at that time as I wrote a new song. Since I was a little chap, before I even heard a rap, a nerd who napped in class, dreaming of a last to share a lifetime, a white bomb. If you heard this story before, I think I might have mentioned it before, I should have done exactly that and played the song, because I actually tried to perform the song, and it was a disaster. Like I... So this is, a, this is a new song. And guess what? She said yes, by the way. That was pretty exciting. This is a new song that I wrote for a new chapter in my life. And that's very important, because today we're going to dig into the book of Psalms, and we start to realize that God calls his people to remember what he's doing in their life by singing a new song. God's saying, don't, don't rely on what I've done in the past alone. What am I doing in your life right now? What story are you telling yourself about how God is operating in your life? It begins in Psalm 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of his faithful people. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing. 
and make music to him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy in their beds. It continues on, but this is near the end of the Psalter. And what we're hearing is this encouragement to write a new song. It was important to remember the past. And if you read through the Psalter, you realize that there's all sorts of songs that talk about what God has done in the past. In the past, God brought his people out of Egypt. And songs we sing about the Exodus. There's songs that talk about God installing a new king with David, but it continues on. And what we're hearing here is that God wants his people to keep singing. Psalm 149 is probably considered a a victory psalm. This This is a psalm about the first fruits of victory. God has somehow delivered the people of Israel from a group of people who wanted to destroy them. And now they've won this victory and they're singing, oh my goodness, we couldn't have done this without him. There was no way we would have survived this onslaught if it wasn't for the power of God. He saved us. But the song wasn't just about this victory. You can hear it as it continues to talk about singing a new song. And it talks about the future. It's talking about this a final victory that is coming, the day when God will finally stop all the evil that belags his people and finally there will be the goodness that he intended for his creation. And so there's this kind of hope. Hey, God did this for us now, but look what he's going to do in the future. And I find it really intriguing that this is the second last psalm in the entire Psalter. The people have been praying and and singing throughout this, this hymn book. And it starts off with a lot of lament, by the way, and it continues to grow. And then it ends on this kind of echoing of just praising God, praising God. But the very penultimate psalm, the second last psalm, actually says, by the way, this book is about to end, but I want you to sing a new song. Psalm 150 is coming, and in some versions, Psalm 151. But I want you to write Psalm 152 and 53 to 2018. I want you writing psalms. I want you to sing new song. Don't forget that this is not the final chapter of God's work with his people. God will keep doing new things, and he wants us to keep doing new singing. Notice the excitement. There's, there's loud instruments, right? timbrels, Jeremy on the drums, the harp, the lyre. There's these, these symbols. It also says that to celebrate him with dancing. So I got a little bit of a word for you in the next worship session when Ryan's singing. A little bit of dancing. God wants us to worship him in, in, in many different ways. The point is that, that people were, were hearing that God is calling his people together to sing songs and praise God together. And it says in the, in the faithful assembly, the assembly of the faithful, or the assembly of the saints, the, the people of God. In one of my commentaries I was reading through this, it said a good translation for this term would be in the covenant community. I was like, oh, that's really interesting for our small groups having that name. Praising God amidst his people. The idea is simply sing to God, people of God. 
And what I love about this song is you start to realize that the, the song is initiated from God himself. This is God coming to his people, rescuing them from a calamity, and kind of putting a song in their heart. He put a, he put a new song in my heart. And he's giving them this song, and he's calling them to this new action. He's saying to them, okay, here's this new song, and sing it to me. In this case, it's a, it's a praise song, or you could call it a, a reorientation psalm. A psalm's going to be, I think I've mentioned this before, broken down into kind of three parts, or three different types. Sometimes the psalms are what we call uh, disorientation psalms. Some of us are probably singing those songs, you know, like, I'm, I'm grieving a heavy loss, Lord. What, why? Lord, hear my heart, I'm hurting. And singing those songs out to God. Then there's the reorientation psalms where it's, God, you, you've kind of brought this back into my life. I'm starting to, to feel the victory again. I see that you're, you're starting to move in my life. I'm starting to feel the hope and the, the sun rays are breaking through. And then there's those orientation songs, just like, Oh, Lord, I'm on track. I'm feeling this. And we sing, and each of these stages, we sing a song. Isn't it interesting that part of the new song sometimes are lament psalms? David's in a cave hiding from a murderous king who's trying to kill him, and he starts writing a new song. And it's basically like, save me, help me. I have a serial killer on my trail. Only you can prevail. But it's still a new song. God's calling us, I believe, to, to give to him, to share to him and with, with the others amongst us to sing with us these songs. And for when our, our friends are mourning, we mourn with them and we sing songs of lament. And when we're in a place of praise, we sing together these songs of praise, these new songs. And so as you start to think about this idea of, of singing a new song, the first question I'd like to ask as we apply this into our own lives is, what song are you singing to yourself right now? What song are you singing to yourself? Is it the same old song? What was me? Or just... Everything's okay. Does it reflect the reality that you're in right now? Is it, is it an old salvation song? And you know, those are good sometimes. But do you have anything new in your repertoire? Are you bringing to God where you're at right now? Maybe he's giving you a promotion. Have you, have you sung that praise song to him? Lord, you are almighty. Thank you for what you've given to me. The blessings you've poured out on me. What new things is God calling out of you in your life right now? Because sometimes we get songs stuck in our heads, don't we? Earworms, we call them. As Randy Bachman, Vinyl Tap. Those songs that you, as soon as he plays them, you're like, ah, now I'm going to be singing this song for the next three days because it just gets stuck in my head. It's not always a bad thing. But we get these kind of loops in our mind and, 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 they, and, they're, and, and they're in there. We begin to see our life through the songs we sing about ourselves. Let me ask you a question. When you look back on your life, is there, is there any songs that kind of recommend, like, are an era, like 
smells like teen spirit starts playing, and you're like, you're way back, you're in the 90s, and you got your plaid shirt on, oh man. <laughs> Stuck in the 90s. Any of those songs that kind of just bring back, shine, Jesus, shine. It does it take you back to, you know, these songs can often become part of an era for you. What is today's song? What song is holding you closer to the Lord today? What are you singing in your heart to God, whether it's an actual song or, or a song that's just in your own heart, something that you're writing to him? Just ask you to take a moment this week and, and maybe pick a song that points you to God. Purposely, what is a song that reflects my life right now? What do I need to be singing to God to give to him back where I'm at with him and what he's doing in my life? Make worship an earworm. Have you ever found yourself doing that in the shower and then all of a sudden you're, you're singing some praises to God and, oh, that's that, that's that state in your heart where you know you, you, you want to be, right? And that's what I'm saying. Even if it's a place where, where you're, you're in a hard spot, maybe you need to, to have a good old gospel blues song in your heart right now. No one knows the trouble I've seen. And give it to God. By the way, those blues songs come straight from the Psalms. Those old spiritual songs. Because they can be given to God as well. This is the song where my heart is at. Lord, I give it to you. Learn to read what God's doing in your life right now. And, and learn how to praise him right now. Is it hardship? Sing a lament. Maybe write that song up. I'm going to challenge some of you. And, and this isn't kind of the only, but maybe even write it down. Write yourself a song. You don't have to sing it. You don't have to publish it. But maybe, maybe that'll be a helpful exercise for you. Maybe your life's continuing nicely along. Don't forget to sing the praises. This is the, these are the moments in our life where we just can easily just forget God altogether. Start singing songs that have nothing to do with him. Which is okay in their place. But are we singing some songs of praise to him? Remembering him. Maybe you're in a place where you're having a, a, a new job or new child or new relationship, your family or friends. Maybe you need to sing a song of thanksgiving. It's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. What did Mary do when she heard the good news that she was going to have within her the Messiah child? She breaks out into this song called the Magnificat most powerful songs ever about God lifting up. I remember when um, my daughter Sayla was born. I'd sing songs when I was changing them. Maybe it helped me get through the, the mess. But there was a song I started singing. And I, st I still sing it in my head sometimes to my daughter. I'll sing a little bit for you guys. I'm not very good at this, but I started singing the song. It was, it was like this. Sayla, Sayla for me. C'est la, c'est la vie, c'est la, stay lovely, c'est la, c'est la. And I just love singing that for her, and she would quiet right down, and I'd hold her in my arms. And there are times when you, 
You sing for what's going on in your life. Give it to God. Selah. Every time in your life is an important time. Where are you at? Are you a student? You're looking towards going to university soon? Give that song to God. Are you a single person? You're, you're saving up. You're wondering, what does God have in store for me right now? Sing that song. Maybe you're newly married. You're, you're struggling to figure out what, what the future holds for you as a couple. Sing it to God. Are you a parent with little kids and you're wondering, like, where did all my time go? Where? Sing that out to God. Are you an empty nester who's, who's wondering, how can God use me now? Sing your heart to God. And when you see God act, sing it to God. May our, our response to God's action in real time be song. A new song. The point is life is ever-changing. Even if it feels like it's boring right now, the newness is coming around the corner. Look for the newness. That leads to my second point, which is the second question. Where are you not open to the newness? And why? Let's be honest. Sometimes we like the old songs. We don't like that new fan dangled rap music. Or if we do, like, oh, not that mumble rap crap that's coming out. The reality is that we like to get stuck, and, and, and it's easy to get stuck in the classics. Why? Because they're tried and they're true. And they're powerful. They, they resonate with our hearts. Unlike the new, which is kind of untested and unsure. The problem is that God is wanting to do new, new things, and he, and he wants to hear some new songs with us. God's been kind of laying this in my life. There's a few things going on in my life, but, but this is one of them. One of them is, and I mentioned him before, is, is my friend here. His name's Ivan. And he's from Syria. My son Dominic met his son Joseph at Camp Minioe. I'm actually wearing a Camp Minioe sweater there, so that works out. But, um, and he's come a, a long way, a veterinarian, trying to get his licensing back, and he's been here for a little while. I met him in the summer, uh, a little after the summer, probably the fall. Met him at the, the Y for the first time. Started talking, well, oh, we'll get together sometime. I admit to you, it took like two months of texting before we finally got together. We went over to his house, and he gave us this amazing Middle Eastern food, and we started talking politics in Syria, and it was pretty intense, but beautiful at the same time. And then, Meet him again at the Y every once in a while. We text every once in a while, but it, it was honestly not the easiest to kind of connect. We're busy people. We have busy lives. So much time in between. It's not easy making new friends. And then um, I got a call from, or I got Dave Crichton and Angie asked me, oh, you want to come over to our Super Bowl party? And we had just invited them over. We had just had Iman over on Friday for um, some dessert. I had a great dessert time, and we had them over, and it was, our families got along really well. It was, it was fun. And, and I remember looking at Megan and going like, hey, could I, maybe I should invite him to the Super Bowl party. And so I called up Dave and, and Angie, and they're like, yeah, bring him on over. And I was thinking, like, you need, you need to, to experience the Super Bowl party for the first time in your life, right? Now, I ended up going pick him up. We're driving down to Paris in a snowstorm, trying to explain, like, okay, after 
they go seven yards, they only have three yards for the next down. And it's, it's very difficult to explain without being able to see it, right? I'm trying to explain this game. He's like, I like soccer. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. And, and explain it to him. But he, he came out and he, and he, and he hung out with the, the group that Dave had there. And, and a lot of them were Christians. And, and it was pretty, pretty awesome, I had to say. I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm building this friendship. It's not easy to build friendships at this age. I mean, a lot of you guys are becoming friends and a little easier because we're part of this church family and stuff. But you know what I'm talking about? Just making new connections. Part of it's just the work it takes. And so we're, talk- we're driving home and I was talking to him about that. I'm just saying, like, how do you find Canadians? Is it friendly or not? Because I know for some expats here, or people here, it's like, it's kind of a cold country. Like, not just physically, like actually relationally. And I was asking him about that. And he's like, you know what? Actually, Canadians are really friendly. Extremely friendly. You come to them, you talk to them, they'll be really friendly, they'll talk to you, it's great. They're friendly, but it's not easy to become friends. That's a whole other level. They'll talk to you at work, they'll talk to you at the Y, but this whole idea of inviting people into your life, that's a hard song to sing. Hey, why don't you come and do this, and, and how about this time? And, and what I started realizing is this whole idea of being welcoming is a way of saying yes to the possibility of a new song. Let me ask you, are you is your heart open to new songs with new people? Because when we talk about being on mission for Jesus, that's what it's about. Being willing to write new songs with new people. And actually not just like, hey, here's a Jesus bomb. Hope you enjoy that. Like I'm walking alongside with you and you're going to see Jesus in my life, and you're going to see when Jesus isn't in my life, and then I have to go back and apologize for that and correct that. And That's the song that God is asking to sing. So I just hope that we can start to embrace new songs. Thinking of song as, as a mission. Which leads me to my third question. How are you going to share your new song? How are you going to get it published? How's it going to get it out there? Now, evangelism is hard, and sharing our, our, our story, it may be a little bit easier, but the, this whole idea of like being on a mission, that's, that's hard sometimes. And so I, I want to say this. I understand a lot of you are probably not singers, even more are not songwriters. So let's start to think about this new song as a metaphor for our lives, a metaphor that says, calls us to, to stop and to take time to reflect where our life is at and to give that back to God in prayer. So maybe sing a, a new song is pray a new prayer for you. Maybe it's share a new story for you. What is God doing in my life now? Maybe that's difficult. Maybe you're like, I don't know how to do that. I, I, maybe I'll give you a little hint at something that I find very useful sometimes. Um, maybe just actually share a psalm with friends. Have you ever done that? Where there's a time in your life, you're going maybe something through hard, you can just shoot them like, hey, look at this, this psalm is something that's helped me get through this. Or maybe you're in a place of thanksgiving, you, wanna, you throw a party and you kind of put on the invite like a psalm, like praise. There's the places where you can mark your life with songs, just like David did. David is marking his life. What psalm is marking your life? What psalm are you singing right now? It might be new to you. 
The point is that we need to be ready to acknowledge where God is right now in our lives and to share that, to, to cultivate this skill where we start seeing God moving our life. And, and if, you know what? If we don't see him, sing that. David does all the time. God, I don't, I don't, where, why have you forsaken me? It shows a, a life oriented towards God. And even when it's disoriented, it's trying to be reoriented to God. God always asks us, he just wants us giving it back to him. Sad, happy, indifferent, wherever we're at, pouring that at, because that's living life different. That's where people will see different things. Listen, what we're talking about, this new song, isn't a one-hit wonder that's called to a new song. This is a, the scripture just keeps saying, keep calling it out, keep singing it out. Let me read from different places where the same thing is called again and again. Psalm 33, 3. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. Psalm 43. He put a new song in my mouth. A hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all of the earth. 98, sing to the Lord a new song for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy armor work salvation for him. I will sing a new song to you, my God. On the 10-stringed lyre, I'll make music to you. Praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord a new song, says the prophet Isaiah. His praise from the ends of the earth, you who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you islands, and all who live in them. So I'm in the midst of actually starting to think through some new songs. I want to kind of create some new things. I actually, for my 10-year wedding anniversary, I did a remix of that song. Kind of put that out there. I'm thinking like now that I'm at my 15th anniversary coming up on May 3rd, maybe she deserves a new song. There's so much to sing about, right? So much that God is doing in our life. And it's not just me, it's us. What is the new song that God is giving to Forest View? He's giving us new people, new vision, and you can bet a new song, but that song is built on that same chorus, that same refrain he gave 25 years ago. Christ the cornerstone. It's a song that builds on the past. It's a song that remembers what God has done throughout history, but yet he's doing a new song, and I pray that we sing our lungs out. This week, seek the Lord. Call out to him and say, God, give me a new song. When we think about our communion, it's a new covenant a new song that's been sung across this planet now. The song of salvation. The song that calls out to every human that says that thing that got between you and God, all the, the guilt and the shame and the hurt you've caused others, it's washed away. So I took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Jesus says, I, I took my cup and I say, this is my blood shed and poured out for you for the forgiveness of your sins to wash it all away. As often as you come together, 
and eat this bread and drink this cup, you are singing a new song. Let us approach the table, the song on our lips and a tap on our toes, and give to God what he's given to us. Let every breath sing out to him. Let's pray. Lord, as we gather for communion, let it be a reunion between a family and its father. We ask that your son's blood would wash away all the crud, that new life would start to bud, and that we would look deep into the eyes of your son and see what he's done, would we allow his blood just to plow through all the dirt and the junk? May you fill up our lungs and may we see a new song sung. Amen.